I want to kind of pick up a little bit uh, where Tom left off. Where uh, I was really enjoyed Tom's sermon. If you guys didn't, if you guys didn't get it, you know, just set aside forty-five minutes and listen to that. I actually listened to it in three segments, but man, I was so encouraged with the scriptures and with, you know, I was really good. Um, get it, listen to it if you didn't get a chance. Uh, if you if you fell asleep before it was over, get it and listen to the rest of it. I'm just saying. I didn't think. <laughs> I, I was glued the whole time. Because, and he just brought it all together at the end. And it was just, I mean, the, the enthusiasm and the love for the Lord just, just came out in that, uh, I don't know. Thank you, Tom. I just really appreciate it. So we're going to, we're, we're talking about faith. And, and Tom just kind of added to that. And trusting that God is, he's busy, he's doing stuff. Even when we're not paying attention, he's still doing it. And all of a sudden, we'll wake up and see it, you know. And it's like, oh, that's good, you know. Amen. That's good. That's because he's there. He's there. And that's the title of the sermon. He's there. He is so there. And even when we don't sense it, he's there. That's why it takes faith. That's why we talked about faith. I'm going to get into it. I love Tom's sermon. Bottom line. All life has spiritual overtones, undertones, and influence. Because God is at work. God is at work all the time. His kingdom is alive, active, and powerful. God is present and involved. I want you to really hear that and and lock into that. God is present. And involved. So is our faith and trust in Him? He's there when we're comfortable. Or, that's like Tom was talking about. He's there when we're, comf- when we're comfortable. Or what some of us might call blessed. And His Holy Spirit is working and comforting when we experience heartache. When we experience loss, when we experience disappointment, ridicule, rejection, pain, disillusionment, and even disaster, Jesus is present. Through every one of our vast and varied experiences and activities. He is present. Even when we don't see Him. Or feel Him. Or sense Him. Or even acknowledge Him. He doesn't cause everything. But He knows about it. He knows about it. And He allows it. And he is right there with us through it all. There's crazy stuff happening in the earth all around, all around. And we ask a lot of why God questions in these times. But you know what? It's not just all around. It's in our little protective Macon Valley, Macon County bowl. You know, 
I mean, we're somewhat protected from weather. We're protected from a lot of things, a lot of cultural things, all now with Facebook and everything else. I mean, the culture just flows in. But we are protected. But, you know, there's stuff happening here. There are children. There are, I say children. They're young since I'm elderly now. I can say there, right? There are young people, I mean, still in their teens, dying from overdosing on laced heroin products. Or whatever you call them. Those things. Opiates. Hey, Lydia. Good to see you. No, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Um, There are people committing suicide right here in our county. Right here in our city. Our city, our town. We don't have a city. Thank God. Um, There are people addicted to all kinds of things. There are people who are unhappy in their situation. There are people who are downcast. There are people... Who have lost loved ones. There are people. There is stuff here. We are not totally isolated and insulated. And so when we ask the whys about Houston, Texas or Puerto Rico or Cuba or Mexico or all the other places that have been affected by storms and earthquakes and so forth and on and on and on. And and, uh, Las Vegas. I mean, just crazy. It's crazy. And unless we understand that God is here in the midst of it all, even when we can't answer the why questions or we don't hear the answer to the why questions, our faith is in an infinite, all-knowing God who is there. That is Critical for us as believers. And honestly, I've been praying about why am I why am I so obsessed with preaching about faith and about hanging on like bulldog faith? You know, what, what is it about that? And I think of of uh, Peter Marshall when he preached the sermon about death and dying. Remember, do you, if you all know the story and World War Two for us, we got involved because of Pearl Harbor like the next day or something like that. Does anybody anybody remember that? <laughs> you really are elderly. Uh, but it, it is, and I don't know why I'm asking the Lord, you know, why, why do you have me in this place? I mean, are we to expect something catastrophic? Well, expect the Lord. Because catastrophic will come and go. I had lunch with a guy uh, this past Friday, a young man. Uh, he was 64. Uh, no, just kidding. He was actually, uh, he's, he's in his 30s. But he said, you know, at the store lately, a lot of people are saying it's the end. The end is near. It may be. You know, when Genghis Khan came through, they thought that was the end. When Hitler rose to power, they thought that was the end. This is the Antichrist. This is the end. How can God let this go on? Idi Amin. On and on. And yet God lets the earth continue to spin and rotate around the sun. Why? I don't know. And yet we look at the technology now, 
And the mark of the beast is so probable, even. I mean, in Amsterdam, Holland, they're already doing exchange through CHIP. It, it, it is so possible. Good word. And so perhaps it is, but perhaps it's not. Perhaps it's not. But the thing that is, is the Lord knows. And he's on his throne and he is here. He is with us. Period. Exclamation point. Whether you believe we're going to be raptured pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib, or not at all, God is still here. Amen? In any scenario. So, yeah, we may have to practice clapping again. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so, uh, that was a slight deviation, but it, but it, it, it kind of lets you know where my heart is right now. And when he said, when that young man said those things to me, I, I told him all those things. And, and he just smiled. You know, it's just like the old 88 reasons why Jesus is going to come back in 1988. It's like, oops. I mean, <laughs> the late great planet Earth and everything else. We just have to keep our eyes on Jesus. We have to. And I hope... When you face whatever issues you will face, because you will face issues if you're alive and breathing on planet Earth. It just is. I hope that you remember that God is here. Amen. You know, know, John was crazy that morning, but you know what he said? I remember he said, God is here. 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 Happy birthday, Mom. Yay. You're going to be elderly before you know it. (laughs) It's crazy, isn't it? What? What? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) This is like family, okay? Everybody just take a deep breath. It's really good. Honestly, sometimes it's difficult to believe it. To have faith in his infinite wisdom. To believe in our deepest heart of hearts that he knows. That he cares. That he is present. It takes that bulldog faith to hang in. To hang on. And to emerge victorious. Amen. Woo! I'm ready. little deviation. If, uh, <laughs> if any of you aren't tuned in, it's football season. Right, right. It's football season, uh, and it's funny. Like last night, this is a true story. <laughs> last night, I, I'm not really that interested, but Kathy is, especially you, you too, especially college football. I mean, she loves it, you know. And and so she's she's watching it. And so I said, "Well, I'm just going to go in the other room." And she says, "No, I want you to be with me." What is that? And it's like, so I get my, my little netbook, you know, and I'm shopping for vacuum cleaners and, you know, all this stuff. And whatever, right? You know, airplanes. No, not really. Used to. Um, but, but I do catch a few plays now and then. And there's an interesting phenomenon 
about watching football. And uh, it, uh, oh, here, here we go. It's, an amaz- it's amazing to me how some teams just deflate and give up if the score gets out of hand. Yeah, right? I mean, it's like they call it momentum shift. If they experience the injury of a key player, it's like they just, you know, and b- before the play's over, you know, the, the maybe one of their backs makes a run for it. Is that what they do? And they, and so after the guards do their one block, they just watch it. It's like, oh, there he goes. You know, instead of getting out there like Alabama, man, they keep playing until that play's over. They're all running down the field. You know what I mean? Just saying, just saying, go roll tide. Um, I really don't know anything about this stuff, but um, yeah, right. <laughs> but then there are those teams who never give up. They believe in who they are. <laughs> Identity and what they have going on for them. They just keep on keeping on. They dig a little deeper into their resources and determination. And more often than not, the momentum shifts and they pull out a win. You know, it's like that, that uh, Tom Benetti, Tom Belay, uh Tom Cheedy, <laughs> Tom deflate the football. Is that the one? No, he, he it is amazing. They pull it out in the last half of the last quarter often. I mean, crazy leaves of the other team and everything. Because they just dig in. They do not quit. They do not let the momentum shift. That's how we need to be. Amen? No matter what. We got to do it. Got to do it. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) No, I can't. No, that's why I love it when he actually says it. We all experience heartache. Loss. Disappointment. No one is alone in this. Ridicule, rejection, pain, disillusionment, and disaster. Yes, I repeated it because I want us to get it. What is our reaction? What is our course of action? Where do we turn? To whom do we turn? We need to seek. Look for. Acknowledge and turn to the God who knows us. Who knows us. Who actually cares for us. And is ever present with us. I in you and you in me. Seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Amen. This is the truth. This is the eternal truth. Everything else is temporal. It will pass away. And have you ever seen the almighty God who cares for us and is present with us, take an absolutely horrific situation and turn it into good for His glory. Absolutely. Set a stone in our lives when things like that happen, and they do happen. Set a stone. In other words, remember those things. When things are rough and it's looking crazy out there and stupid stuff is happening and, and humans are just doing atrocities, Oh, after atrocity, remember the times when God is faithful and takes the horrific and makes something holy and beautiful. Amen. So we remember these things. Now, let's look at some scriptures that really 
illustrate the fact that he is here, that he does care, and that he actually knows each one of you, each one of us, intimately. More than you might think, he knows you. Watch these scriptures. They're, they're so encouraging. John sixteen thirty three. This is in the message. I've told you, Jesus speaking, all this so that trusting me, you will be unshakable and assured. <sighs> trusting me, you will be unshakable and assured. Trusting me. That's where we are, unshakable and assured. And I love this one. Deeply at peace. Mm -mm -mm -mm. When everything is chaos, we can be deeply at peace as we trust in him. Amen. Wow. Why? In this godless world. How many would agree with that? You will continue to experience difficulties. But take heart. I've conquered the world. Amen? Yeah. Second Thessalonians two, fifteen through seventeen in the New Living Translation. With all these in mind, dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. And keep a strong grip on everything we taught you, both in person and by letter. Hang in. Hang on. And I love this. Paul saying that we taught you both in person and by letter. Now listen, this can be the letter is a picture of the word. The written word, a love letter from God to humanity. And then in person is the Holy Spirit, that rhema word that he gives us when we're listening. Amen. And sometimes when we're not, he just like gets our attention, right? I'm speaking to you. I'm talking to you. You're talking to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amen. May our Lord. May our Lord, this is important, quit laughing. Okay, My, may our Lord Jesus Christ, I love this, and God our Father, who loved us and in his special favor or grace, gave us everlasting comfort and good hope. He gave it to us, Lord Jesus Christ and God our Father. No wonder we're supposed to trust in him. Stand firm. May, I'm going to pick that back up. May our Lord Jesus Christ and God our Father, verse 17, comfort your hearts and give you strength in every good thing you do and say. Is that not awesome? He's present. He's active. Hebrews 11, verse 6, this is in the message. It's impossible to please God apart from faith. And why? Because anyone who wants to approach God must believe both that he exists and that he cares enough to respond to those who seek him, those who are looking. 
Now watch this in, 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 the, in today's uh, Living Bible, in the Living Bible, sorry. You can never please God without faith, without depending on Him. Anyone who wants to come to God must believe that there is a God. And that, watch this, He rewards those who sincerely look for Him. Amen? Keep our eyes on Him and not on the circumstances. You know, Bob Mumford used to say, he said, he said, he said to God, well, under the circumstances. And God says, what are you doing under there? Right. He's a funny guy. But uh, yeah, still is. Yeah, actually. Um, but he, he is elderly. You can. <laughs> those who sincerely look for him. This is not a tease. It's not a tease. He's really there. He knows. And he cares. And he's present. In Psalm 139, this is a New American Standard. King David is speaking to the Lord. Now, King David, he'd been a lot of things. He was a shepherd, right? Lion slayer, giant slayer. King, king, man, king, adulterer, murderer, a man after God's own heart. You just got to mix all that in there. So in other words, he was kind of like us, (laughs) you know. He's kind of like us. But he understood some things about the Lord. He understood that he could complain to the Lord and the Lord wasn't going anywhere. He wasn't offended. He's not... He can handle it. And when we ask the Lord why, He can handle it. When we complain, He can handle it. He can handle it. And He still is present. He doesn't go, Oh, you hurt my feelings. I'm, I'm just going to leave. No. No way, no how. He is there. He is so there. Psalm 139. Watch this. Oh, Lord, you have searched me and known me. Now, if you're in this room, I mean, you are in this room. As you are in this room this morning, and you feel like God doesn't know you, let me tell you, He does. He has searched you. He knows you intimately. There's, watch this. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You understand my thoughts. No, nobody can understand my thoughts. You understand my thoughts from afar. You know, you can say to God, you don't get me. It's like, yeah, I do. Yes, I do. (laughs) You scrutinize my path and my lying down. Because he's there. And are intimately acquainted with all my ways. This is the God we serve. He's the one. Even before there is a word on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know it all. Before I even say anything, I love, well, I don't love, but it's interesting sometimes when people pray, it's like they explain to God. Yeah. Have you ever noticed that? It's funny, you've probably done it too. You explain to God, you know, how it is and what he promised you would do. You know, just, just to remind him because, you know, he probably forgot. 
And, and, and then, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's really humorous if you think about it. He knows, but he wants us to ask, right? He says, you ask not, because, I mean, you have not because you ask not. Or you ask amiss a, a to consume it on your own lust. That's good, King James. Um, he knows. He wants us to know. The interest is that we know. So, he is intimately acquainted with all my ways. Even before the word is on my tongue, behold, Lord, you know it all. You have enclosed me behind and before and laid your hand upon me. He's touching you. He's not far away. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It's too high. I can't not attain to it. Where I go from your, where can I go from your spirit? Now this should be reassuring. Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? It's a, it's almost a rhetorical question. If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the dawn, if I dwell in the remotest part of the sea, even there your hand will lead me and your right hand will lay hold. Of me. (laughs) Yes. Amen. How reassuring is that? If I say, surely the darkness will overwhelm me and the light around me will be night. Even the darkness is not dark to you. And the night is as bright as the day. Darkness and light are alike to you. For you formed my inward parts. You formed my inward parts. You wove me in my mother's womb. Does he know you? I will give thanks to you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works, and my soul knows it very well. Listen to your soul who knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you. It's like, that's not enough? Oh, no, we're going to keep going. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the depths of the earth. That's y'all. That's us. That's me. You. Your eyes have seen my unformed substance. And in your book were all written the days that were ordained for me when as yet there was not one of them. This is our God. How precious also what, I, I, I love this one. This was very encouraging to me. How precious also are your thoughts to me. Oh God, how vast is the sum of them. If I should count them, they would outnumber the sand. When I woke, when I wake, I'm still with you. Oh, that you would. And then he starts praying about all the craziness. All the craziness. Oh, that you would slay the wicked, O God. Depart from me, therefore, men of bloodshed. For they speak against you wickedly, and your enemies take your name in vain. Do I hate those who hate you, O Lord? And do I not loathe those who rise up against you? I hate them with the utmost hatred. They have become my enemies. And then he says, verse 23, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxious thoughts and see if there be any hurtful way in me and lead me in the everlasting way. Amen. Lead me. Amen. That's our God. He knows. He cares. 
He is present. And I will end with the same scripture that Tom did last week. In Jude 24 and 25. This is in the message. And now, to him who can keep you on your feet. Standing tall in his bright presence. Fresh and celebrating. Ho, ho. To our one God, our only Savior, through Jesus Christ, our Master, be glory, majesty, strength, and rule before all time, and now, and to the end of all time. Yes. He is. Amen. Amen. He is so there. Amen. Let's pray together. Father, uh, as David said, it's crazy out there. You know it. I, I'm just so, so mm, encouraged, happy, joyful, at peace, comforted to know that you know me. You know every person in this room intimately, better than we even know ourselves. And yet you care. You stick closer than a brother. You know how to take the craziness and turn it into something beautiful. You know how to maintain peace in us when all else is down the tubes. It's craziness. So, Father, we want to trust you. We want to have faith in you, bulldog faith. We want to lean on you and experience all of the promises that we talked about today. And that in all of that, Someone might even look and say, what is it that you have? And we would be able to give an answer. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. And you can have him too. We ask these things in his name. The precious name of Jesus who purchased us. And who also commanded us to love one another. And share that love. Amen? Amen. If anybody would like, amen. He's good.